rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, guys. Happy New Year. We're one more day closer to watching Twitler get dragged from the White House. And I think we've earned that as Americans, as patriotic Americans. I can't wait to see that. You know it's going to happen. I, he's not leaving quietly. You get it? He's Of course he's not. This is all a prelude to uh, the day when, what, I mean, what's he going to do when that day comes? Is he going to all of the sudden become uh, a, a gracious loser and say, oh, congratulations, Joe Biden? Let me give you a nice tour. I mean, not that he needs a tour. He's been there. He's, he was there longer. He knows his way around the White House. But really, um, the day when he, there is supposed to be a peaceful transfer of power, he's not leaving. It's going to be great. Oh, God, please. That's all I want. I didn't ask for much. I didn't ask for much in life. I wasn't born to a family of billionaires. Just a family of garbage men and nuns. So, I'm not asking for much. Just give me one thing this holiday season. Let me watch Twitler get dragged from the White House. Wouldn't that be amazing? And, well, we need that. We need that as a healing, unifying event. Because Joe Biden's always talking about how he wants to bring us together. I think that will bring us together. Watching the con man get dragged, kicking and screaming like a child when you have to drag your child who's in the midst of a tantrum out of the department store because you're mortified. And instead of enduring it, you you just give up and drag your kid out. That's what, that is what um, I think, that's what he's going to do because he is an emotional two-year-old. So, and clearly, he's got a lot of issues. In fact, where what whatever is leaking from the White House, we hear. Well, besides, not to be graphic, ugh, leaking from the White House. Ugh. Besides all the scum and the slime and the crimes, we hear that he's um, having tantrums, screaming matches. That's what we're hearing about, screaming matches in the White House. Now that, when you're having a screaming match, have you ever had a screaming match in your life? I'm sure most people may have had screaming. I've had a screaming match or two. And it's not good. It, It really is the sign of dysfunction. When you're in a screaming match, you've already lost. So... Well, we've lost. So, well, I was thinking about what to call the show today. If 2020 were a test, did we fail or did we pass this test? Well, I think we failed, clearly. And not us, because we recognize we don't have all that power. All we have is this little platform here to try to influence as many people as we can to join us in the unapologetic liberal movement that will fix this country. And that's nothing less than that. That's what we're talking about. We know how to fix this country. We we had uh, Poppy Champlin on the show last night, 
And that's what we were talking about. How do we fix this country? How do we fix racism? We know how to do it. And we discussed it. I won't go through it again. Uh, if you want to know, we'll keep to, we will continue to talk about it. And it, it, just to sum it up quickly, we'll get more into it in case you're new. Leaving no one behind. We put e pluribus unum as an action plan. That's how we fix this country. But, well, it also, it's, it's all related to getting money out of politics. So today is New Year's Eve. What's it, what is the, it is 3.11 Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to, the, this is going to be a short show, probably a little less than two hours, because at 5 p.m. I will be listening to Head On, um, Head On Radio. So headon.live, I encourage you all to go over there too, because it's going to be a pretty epic show today. Not to give anything away. So I need to... Wait, let me see. I'm trying to find this. Show. Where is it? Hold on. The exact... I'm going to put the the URL in the in the chat. Hold on, hold on. So we're going to... We're just going to discuss a couple of things today. And also, actually, I have to tell you guys, uh, if you want to call in, the phones are open. If you feel like calling in... You can do it. Where's the call-in number? Here we go. Come on. Call in. How come it doesn't turn on? What the hell? Hmm. What's happening here? Wait a minute. Call in? Oh, how about that? That works. Okay. That's the number. If you feel like calling in. Last time I opened the phones, nobody called in, so... I'm not sure. I'm trying not to take it too personally. I am. I do. I guess I do take it personally. I don't know. Whatever. We're trying to grow the show. So become a patron at patreon.com. Become a subscriber of Rockfin. You have to do a lot of things if you if you can, if you can afford it. Like I said, we're bleeding patrons and it doesn't it's not good. I feel like it's it's also concerning um, because it's a sign of the times. Nobody has disposable income. We're on the, once again, in the clutches of another Republican Great Depression, the third one in a hundred years. That's what happens when you let conservatives into the halls of power. They don't have any business being there. They're unfit mentally, spiritually, physically, sexually, emotionally, all... Uh, uh, all across the board, they're unfit. They don't. They lack the maturity. Ultimately, they never. They really do. We know this. Just look. Okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna. I'll. Uh, let's bring the receipts there. Hold on a second. Head on radio. I'm just trying to look up the exact URL so I can put that in the chat okay here we go this is where we're gonna go at 5 p.m i will be listening to head on dot live and there you go so join me in in there in that chat room at 5 p.m so hold on a couple of things we've been following the story of the whitestone republican club Oh, they call themselves the Whitestone Republican Club. And the camera's all screwed up because I 
I got the green screen. It finally arrived. And right before the show, right before, I couldn't believe it was already 3 o'clock. I had planned to do the show at 3 so I can listen to Head On Live, Head On Dot Live. And um, I tried to get the green screen to work, but it need, we need to light it better. So I probably have to buy some lighting. It's just not ready yet. So the green screen is here. Not that it's going to really change much. My plan with the green screen is to do some more um, shorter videos throughout the day when news breaks or whatever. We'll just do like a five or ten minute video about it. And I think that'll help get get the word out about the show, about our main show here. And it is... It's our show. We do this together. Oh, my God. Errol, thank you. Thank you for your super chat. And thank you, Ed the First, for your super chat. Errol says, hi, Tara and RDT Daily Media. Good riddance to MAGA 2020. Yeah, absolutely. So this morning, we've been following this. There's a couple of things that really make me want to puke. Just something I, I saw five minutes before going on air about Mitch McConnell. We'll talk about that, too. But, so I live in Queens, New York. You guys know that. And it's been all over local media because we're in a shutdown phase. So different neighborhoods in New York, We uh, being that this was ground zero for COVID, now it's all over. Every community is ground zero for this, for the Trump virus. And... Uh, so we have restrictions, no gathering. First of all, you have to wear a mask. Um, no gatherings over 10 people, and the people need to be wearing masks and need to, if you have a gathering. Um, it's encouraged to be outdoors. Also, um, social distancing needs to be adhered to. But, of course, um, like the Republicans, they... They're children, like babies, like little babies who don't think the rules apply to them and they want all the benefits of society. Trust me, that's what happens. When they get sick, they want society to be there for them. If they need, if they fall through, let's say they get the, they, they're laid off from work. They want unemployment insurance. They want disability they want, and they, we've done so many other stories about these right wingers who decry socialism while social security disability keeps a roof over their heads. It, they're sick. And you know what? What we have a duty, we have a duty to expose them and shame them, name them and shame them publicly to expose the hypocrisy and to also educate those who don't really understand how government um, does play a, it plays a role in everybody's life. When I hear people say, I don't like politics, I don't pay attention to politics, you're, it's, um, you're basically saying I'm a eager dupe. Everything is politics. So don't complain about the, the society you live in 
from uh, the bus schedules to uh, whether you could park your car on one side of the street or not. I mean, everything is government. Everything is politics. So either you're involved in it or you're, you're just a dupe. So you have no, who has no right to complain? At least, you know, because I know, and let me tell you, a friend of mine who lived in New York, she was lived in wherever. She was living in Brooklyn. And just a small story about what you can do in your community uh, to affect everyday life. And for some reason, this block that she lived on was a no parking zone. And there was no reason for it. So you couldn't park your car there. And you know how uh, precious parking is in certain neighborhoods in New York City. So she got together. She got her community together. And they, um, they, uh, she made a petition. She went down. I don't even know the whole process, but she did. She went down to the city council. She met with the, you know, went to the open meetings. Make a long story short, she ended up getting this whole block. Um, the the parking rules changed, so then people were able to park there. And all the neighbors were, who had lived there for years were like, "Why didn't I think of that?" And they were all thanking her. Oh, thank you so much for doing that. And go and but it it's um, it shows you how we don't think that. I guess, even for the smallest everyday life thing that you don't think you can make a difference, but you can. But And that is what it means to be involved in government and to understand what you, you know, that you are important, that you are, um, it is important to organize and um, community organizing is uh, definitely important. Oops, oh my God, I almost fell. I must fell over my own feet on New Year's Eve. Thank you, Richard W. What are you talking about? Another great show. It didn't even begin, Richard, and I appreciate more than you more than you know. I appreciate your not just your super chats, but your your encouragement. So, all right, the Whitestone Republican Club. So, I. Watch the local news here, and it's all over the local news. This has been kind of a, it's not a big, big breaking news story or anything, but they, it's on, on all the local news channels about, first, the outrage that people felt about how these these filthy, stupid, um, trump MAGA morons, COVID-idiots got together, and in spite of all the the rules of uh, the community trying to get through this pandemic without minimizing the needless death. That's what we're trying to do. Trying not to spread it to people who eh, might die. Maybe it's not just about you. You think you have a great immune system. Like Trump says, hats off to the young. They have a great immune system. Um, Really, I want to... Oh, There's nothing more... Oh, okay, calm down. Um, it's not about you. Maybe you'll go to the local deli without your mask. Oh, you figure, oh, I'm just in and out. I don't need to wear a mask. But you, you touch 
something and then somebody comes in after you and they put their hand there and then unknowingly they get home and before they wash their hands because it's it's an unconscious thing they touch their face and now they have covid and the hospitals are already overloaded there's no more room you know how trump says there's no more room he says to asylum seekers we're we're full we got no more room. There's no more room in the hospitals, in this sick-ass, kiss-up, kick-down, I-got-mine, for-profit health racket. They have no more room. They're at zero capacity for ICU beds. There's nothing left. They have no, they have no more beds. So as a society, like in any time of crisis— in a war, it's like these people are traitors. You get it? If this were World War II and they were going about their business um, using resources and not giving a shit about talking, you know, you remember seeing those posters? I, I didn't, of course, I didn't see them with uh, in a contemporary manner, but... Um, talking uh the post is encouraging people not to not to speak too loudly uh you never know who's listening because we were in a war what's the difference we're in a different kind of war we're battling like trump likes to call himself a war president in between golfing and screaming at the uh crack white house press corps in front of a helicopter but um act like it Act like you're you're in this with your community. You're not the um, you're not part of the problem. These people are uh, this whole crisis that we've been through, and are still going through. Not, we haven't even been we're not on the other side yet. It's unbelievable. Do you think that I often because I love history, you guys know, but I often think about what the future generations and future historians will think about the time that we're living in. What do you think they're going to say about these morons? These maggots, these covidiots, they're co they're not going to age well in the light of history. Conservatives never do. They really don't. Tell me and I have to ask again. Show me. If somebody is a conservative, let's see if there's, we have any. Usually sometimes on Facebook or uh, Twitch we'll get a right-winger coming through going, Trump 2020, or something like that. No, I don't see any. But I, I want to know, what, what, have, um, what have they done? Is there, um, has there ever been, no, there hasn't. I'm answering my own question. But has there ever been a conservative government that is a successful government? No. That's the answer to that question. Is Show me. All over the world, there's how many different governments, how many different countries, uh, which is another... Everything, everything I say, I think about something else. Like Trump didn't know. <laughs> he was so amazed when he found out how many countries. He's like, I didn't know there were so many countries because he's a moron. You know how many, and then he acts like everybody else is as stupid as he is. Like when he says, not many people know that Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Did you know that? Nobody, nobody knows that. 
Yeah, nobody knew that at all. Yeah, because you just learned. Somebody told you, and you're like, wow. Nobody knows this because you're the center of the universe. That's a moral failing, uh, one of the base moral failings of the right wing. They, they are the center of the universe. It is The center of the universe is crowded with Republicans. Well, the Whitestone Republican Christmas Party, famous now for its, well, infamous for its, their indifference, their stupidity, their flaunting um, all kinds of, uh, flaunting the rules, and I see, oh, mama mia. Guys, you're on hold. Stay there. I'll get to you. We have a couple of people on hold. All right? So we'll get to you in a minute. Um, so today on the news, man hospitalized for COVID-19 after Queen's Republican Christmas party. And I believe there's more because now this... This article, apparently, I th this was a day ago. Now, as time marches on, there's more. More party goers are testing positive. So this is, yet again, another super spreader event. So from the Daily Eagle, which is a Queens, just a local Queens newspaper, David Brand at least one person has been hospitalized for COVID-19 after attending an indoor Christmas dance party hosted by the Whitestone Republican Club earlier this month. James Trent, chair of the affiliated Queens Republican Club, was admitted to North Shore University Hospital in Manahasset, where he is recovering, supposedly. Trent said he first began experiencing symptoms two days after attending the December 9th party, which featured a conga line of maskless patrons dancing to the Bee Gees in a widely viewed video reported by the Eagle. Trent said he was surprised that he got COVID. Really? You see what I mean? <laughs> Take responsibility. Know, know them by their fruits. The party of personal responsibility. There they go again. Taking no responsibility. I was surprised, he said, I, that I, I got COVID after attending the party. He, and he continues, because I wasn't doing anything risky. I didn't join the conga line, he said. I ate by myself. I don't know how I got this. Well, it's a highly contagious virus, you dumb son of a bitch. You could have touched a doorknob after some... You could have went into the men's room. Someone flushed the urinal, and then you walked in behind, relieved yourself, and then you flushed, and you didn't wash your hands because you're a filthy Republican. That's how you get it. It's highly contagious. That's just, this is part of the problem. And so he continues. When asked whether he regretted attending the party, he says, well, that's an interesting question. Because, of course, being Republican means never having to say you're sorry or 
never learning from your own mistakes or the mistakes of others, especially never evolving or taking in new information and adjusting your worldview or saying, I was wrong. Well, some of these Republicans, their last words are, I was wrong. It's true. We've, we've read many articles about a right winger dying saying, I thought this was a hoax. And the other, another one saying, this is real. We made a big mistake. That's what someone else, one of the other ones said. We made a mistake. Yeah, you made a mistake because you're, you listen to a con man. Jesus Christ. When asked whether he regretted it, he said, it was a wonderful time and a great party. I'm not happy I got sick. Video of the December 9th event shows about 50 attendees in an indoor catering room with numerous maskless patrons. Well, we've watched the video. Let's see. Remember? I'm, I think maybe that's the guy. Who's the one who got sick? I wonder. Yeah. Get some COVID. Bah, you should be f not having to die. Ba, 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 ba. All right. Trent said he thought he had a cold until he lost his sense of taste and then he went to the hospital because he lives alone and he was afraid of growing more sick. Another attendee and his wife also tested positive. So this is a super spreader event. And they have not yet responded to phone calls seeking comment. The Whitestone Republican Club's Christmas party drew criticism from Governor Andrew Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio, who said the city would investigate and potentially issue fines to the restaurant, which they should. Because you don't know, because of this, these stupid little toddlers who couldn't Stay home on Christmas. Yeah, it sucks. 2020 sucks. You are you catching on yet? You suck. You made it suck even more. 2020 would have sucked to begin with. That's the baseline. 2020 sucks. But you, Republicans, you made it even worse. You made it suck more than we could ever have imagined you making it suck more. From your lies, the lies of your standard bearer, the lies of all of your entire party of fascists, anti-democratic death cult, who did nothing but push unqualified judges onto the bench instead of making, giving the American people the resources they needed to fight this pandemic and survive. Oh, God. You made it worse. You made this country a laughingstock, the COVID, COVID capital of Earth. So despite the video evidence, the club spokesman Robert Hornack told the Eagle that the club and the restaurant followed rules. They're so full of shit. And that's another telltale sign of fascist, of fasc of, well, sociopathy and fascism. 
don't believe what you see. Just, just lie about it. Tell everybody a lie, like your standard bearer. Don't, don't have, doesn't matter if they have video footage. We held, this is what he says, we held an intimate gathering observing all COVID guidelines. You son of a bitch. God. Now, what kind of a, what kind of a, an example is this for children? You know how Republicans are always like, what about the children? Like when Bill Clinton had his extramarital tryst in the White House. What about the children? What am I going to tell the children? What about the children now? What about the children? What are you going to say to the children when they, when they lie and you say, people shouldn't lie, and, you, and the child says, well, the Whitestone Republican Club does it all the time. So does Trump. Trump does it all the time. If he can do it, why shouldn't we? That's the president. So-called. After the event attract, attracted national news coverage, the Whitestone Republican Club issued a defiant statement on Facebook. Adults? Adults, okay? They're claiming to be adults. Adults have the absolute right to make their own decisions. Well, you're a traitor, then. There are a bunch of traitors. You see, in a time of war, when the community says, this is what we need to do to fight this battle and to win the battle so we don't have to have needless suffering and death, and then these freaks all decide that the rules don't apply to them, and they spread, they spread sickness. God knows where else they spread it, to decent people. They took an Uber home. Maybe they, they put their stinking, filthy hands all over the place, and then the next passenger gets in. And this is how it spreads. And then the Uber, oh, not to mention the Uber driver or whatever, took a cab home. They don't seem to give a shit. Well, what do you mean seem? This is who they are. This is, they're not patriots. They're not, they're barely human. So what can we expect? Adults have the absolute right to make their own. No, no, no. Being an adult means setting the standard. This is a pandemic, you son of a bitch. We have mass graves in New York. There's refrigerated morgues on the street, you son of a bitch. Adults and some of those people in there would like they they would have loved to have a nice Christmas, but they were dead. I'm sure they would have been grateful to have a nice quiet Christmas at home, but they didn't have the choice anymore because they're dead. Thanks to you, and it's all about them. They yes, of course it's thanks to them. You don't see any other country with this kind of death rate and the sickness spreading, and the idiots. Well, you see, actually, there were some idiots in England, weren't there, having a maskless something, or they needed to, they had a rally about, it was a bunch of right-wingers. 
what do you expect? And like I said, again, they add nothing to civilization. All right, first, on the phone. Patricia. Is this Patricia? Hey, you're you're on the air, Patricia. It is Patricia. <laughs> you're on the air, Patricia. How are you? Ah, happy almost gone, baby gone 2020. Exactly. Yes, yes. Well, everybody hates 2020, <laughs> so it's good to it's good to say goodbye. Well, so hopefully, how can yeah. I don't want to I don't want to tempt fate because I, I was going to say how can 2021 be any worse? But you don't want to ask, ask that question because then the universe laughs. So let's uh, <laughs> let's hope that's our, that's that's true. And and there were some very good things that happened for me in 2020. Good. So you know, yeah, right, that's some, true. You know, some people so mm-hmm, mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Some people had good. I was thinking, you know, who had a good year? Steve Kornacki had a good. 2020 because he was all over the place you know what i mean he became uh, <laughs> a household name so um who else had a good year yeah well we it would yeah. it would be a lot yeah. worse if twitler got reelected despite receiving fewer votes of course so that there was a good that that that's good so could you imagine how horrible it would be so much worse if we were in this uh, oh. same boat that we were in in 2016, my God. So. Yeah, if I didn't have almost 34 years of sobriety, I'd say if he start, <laughs> if he was president again, oh, I God. I might go back to drinking. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's he makes it oh. tough, really. Thank God I'm sober. My God, it yeah. would be horrible to yeah. be uh, just yeah. drunk on top of, ha- you know, because that's what happens. You know, it doesn't change your problems. You're just drunk and you still have all your problems. Yeah. So, but uh, so yeah, what are you doing? Have on- all the problems. But- right. What are you doing today for your right. for New Year's Eve? Uh, Anything? Nothing. I, I am hanging out. I I just happened to see that you came up. Great. And, uh, and I've got I've got a puppy and kitten. That's in- right. Resting between my well, they're not nice. quite resting between my legs. They're biting <laughs> each other. Oh well, I know. Little Ray <laughs> is like a tormentor. Thing. He's kind of a terror. He's uh, uh, he's very adorable, but he's he he's definitely a kitten. I know that it'll it'll he'll calm down, but he's he's uh, runs. He's very funny. He's funny. He runs from room to room all the time. He's he's happy. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> And he yeah, he bothers yeah, the, the one is, yeah the the um the older ones you know Tara Junior Junior doesn't yep <laughs> he's like get yep. away from me yep kid. I have this this one instigates a fight the little uh, you know Comet instigates a fight and then runs away of course and then <laughs> and then Tara tries to rest and she's back here biting her her ears and she's jumping on things she shouldn't be jumping on oh no <laughs> and she is she about 3 a.m is when she all of a sudden decides to be a whole right. terror really. that's when they and, get their just, their third wind so <laughs> when you're oh unconscious my gosh well thank you so much oh, for calling yeah. and um happy new year oh. and i'm glad that comment and well how do you pronounce it kaya is it kaya i comment and, and Kaya. Kaya, Kaya, yes, like that's what Gaia? I said. Gaia, Kaya, because like, like Mother Earth, Gaia. Yes, I'm yeah. just making sure yeah. that I pronounced it properly. And... Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> and thank you again. You have no idea what you sent was such a blessing. And 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 uh, she's using it. And I mean, she definitely 
you know, is is using it to scratch, and she gets up on top, and I've got right. her food up there. Well, that was from the Tara Buster playing. community, so you, it was, we yeah, uh, used well, the um, Super Chat money to um, send Patricia aw. a nice little uh, kitten warming uh, gift, a scratcher, and some toys, and some, a collar, so you can hear Comet coming because you she's all black. So like like Ray, I kept kicking uh, Ray and tripping over him. So you you got to get a collar on them so you can hear them. So but yeah. that was from uh, they, our community. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Oh well, and thank you to the community. Yes, thank so you to the community. We stick together. I mean, we I'm win. Just, I yeah. I really feel like I I I have a community. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. with the chat and. Me too. You know, I, I feel like I know people. So it's, it's great. It's, it's been very good for me. And it's been amazing for me too. So it's been wonderful getting to know you this year and keep, and we'll keep going and keep growing. And I really thank you for all of your support and getting the word out about the show and all the, everything that you do to help keep the show going. It's so important. You bet. You bet. Looking forward to 2021 yes. and some different right. different topics. Yes, you know, and, right. And just, uh, right. you know, we just keep going. So that's that's what you do one day at a time. Right. I do one day at a time. That's right. Just keep moving forward, right? Yes. All right, All Patricia. Right. I'll talk have to you soon. A wonderful, have a wonderful New Year. All you right. Bet. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Let's see. Now we have... Tom. Hello, Tom. Are you still there, Tom? Hello, Tom. Hello, Tom, my old friend. Are you there, Tom? Maybe he dropped. Hmm. All right, Tom, I'm going to hang up. And if you if you want to call again, I'll pick you up. Are you there? I hear something. All right, Tom. We're gonna if you. Uh oh, what's going on there? Hello, Tom. I can't hear you. This isn't Tom. Oh, who is it? It says hi. It's Tom. I'm calling you. Who is this? (laughs) The screener got it wrong. Then. If it's uh, it's me, you're hearing Ed first. Oh, Ed. Hello, Ed. How you sound like you're are you do you have this the show on um speakerphone? Uh, I have a wireless earphone. Yeah. Earphone. It's hard to hear you. Can you pick up the phone or Oh, okay. Yeah, let me let me try that. Try that. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Uh, you sound like you're a thousand miles away. Really? How yeah. about this? No, it sounds like you're in like an echo chamber and you're 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 not talking into the phone. It really does sound like you're on a speakerphone. Oh so, and really far away. <laughs> anyway, let me oh see my. what's going on in the chat room. This is how it is. It's a very casual show, I suppose. We who needs to hear people? Right? Can, can you hear can you hear me now? Not really, but um, why don't you, uh, I, we, we, I gotta, I really do appreciate you calling in, but it's, you, we can't hear you. So maybe if you can try it back at a, in a different way, I don't know. 
I'll try. I'll try to call it. I'll try to call it back. Yeah, it's like you're not. There's nobody can hear you. Okay. All right. Bye bye. All right. I just. Uh, I just want to say, Squirt gave oh. me permission to say Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry <laughs> Christmas and Happy New Year. All right. I'll talk to you. Happy I'll see you in the chat bye. room. <laughs> there's our friend Ed. And it, when Ed, if you watch the playback, you'll hear that we can't hear you. So it's very far away. All right, where are we? Who's who's left in the chat room here? Who do we got here? So let's see. Ed, Ed. Everybody could hear when we were talking to Patricia, though. We, you guys could hear that, though, right? I'm just checking. Let me know if there were any issues. All right, let's just continue with this. The the other thing I wanted to talk about, a couple of things. Well, since I mentioned it, let's just get to this, which really pissed me off. So we know the Whitestone Republican Club. They're a super spreader event. I'll keep you posted on how that goes. Um, but Matt, Mitch McConnell, right before we went on air... Let's see. Oh, this made me so mad. But it goes to show you exactly what I say all the time. We will win because Republicans, they know that we ha that we are on the right side of history, decency, dignity, and humanity. Mitch McConnell, this is from Politico. Burgess Everett and Quint Forgey wrote this today. Mitch McConnell, colon, well, not his colon, but you know what I mean. McConnell, House $2,000 stimulus checks are socialism for the rich. So that's why he's opposing. Supposedly, this is why he's um, opposing $2,000 stimulus checks? It's not even a stimulus. It's a lifeline. What are you stimulating? $2,000 is also too little too late. We're talking about months. When was the last relief check? It's uh, It was four months ago, five months ago. Who remembers? It's uh, And they cut the uh, expanded unemployment. And now it's not going to be an extra $600. It'll be an extra $300. But all of that money went back into the economy. So once again, they're cutting people off at the knees. When we, but, 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 yes, when we need it the most. But it's, to Republicans, this is a dream come true. You understand? They it's uh, just like all the years that um, I would talk to Mike Malloy and we would say fascism is not only coming to America, it's here. And one day there'll be a true fascist autocrat. The Republicans, they will uh, elect, um, you know, they really are an anti-democratic death cult. So it'll take a real fascist son of a bitch to destroy this pesky democracy once and for all. And here we are. Uh, just like Twitler sort of accelerated that. I didn't think it would happen so quickly, but all of the Republicans, like from 
my entire life from Reagan to George W. Bush, well, to George Bush to George George W. Bush, they're all they were all so, sort of like Twitler to a degree. The same um, policies, their anti-democratic policies, and kiss up, kick down. F- concentrating of wealth into the hands of a few that's on their agenda that was always the agenda lying to the american people creating silos of information all of this twitler just put it on overdrive so just like he 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 shows us that you know he not that i i'm uh, i'm happy about it but he proves me right it, but we got here a lot quicker then, I mean, we were always heading in this direction. Do you know what I mean? But same thing with Mitch McConnell. Now, we're in this example, how they, they understand that we, um, liberals, normal people, progressives, Democrats, people who are constitutionally and emotionally and spiritually capable of functioning in a democracy, that we are correct that we are really the heirs of the revolutionaries and trying to bring the, um, the American Revolution, trying to uh, expand the franchise to, of democracy to all Americans, regardless of pigment. They get that human beings, ultimately, the majority of people are, are progressive when it comes down to it. Because when you speak to people, they there is a, a fundamental knowledge of fairness. What is fair? What is unfair? And even right wingers when you speak to them individually and you give them, you ask them and you phrase the questions in a specific way. For example, do you believe that everybody? should get health care. The sick should get the health care they need. Yes, they all say yes. So here's Mitch McConnell adopting the lingo of normal people to push his, his, his shit, his bullshit, to distract from the agenda, their true fascist agenda, which is... Oh, it's nothing less than destroying democracy once and for all. That is what they're up to. And it's about money. Rich, making the rich richer and concentrating wealth in the hands of a few. That's it. That's the same struggle humanity has been up against from the time we crawled out of the primordial ooze for all of Western civilization. It's all about concentrating wealth in the hands of a few. So for Mitch McConnell, he says, and no, he's the, he doesn't oppose the $2,000 check because for whatever, the litany, to just check off whatever the excuse du jour for these right-wingers, it'll add to the deficit or... We want to make sure, uh, I mean, we've heard so many excuses. We want to make sure it goes to people who will, who really need it. That was one. Oh, and then, uh, well, Larry Summers said, well, we don't want to overheat 
the economy. You know, when the American people, when millions are on bread lines, you, you don't want to overheat them. They might lose their motivation to stand on a bread line for 16 hours, to get up at 3 a.m. It makes me effing sick for these effers. This is what they do. Adopt the language of normal people and phrase so they can phrase their shit, their bullshit, their anti-democratic death cult agenda in uh, the, the uh, veneer of uh, of altruism this is socialism for rich people how dare you two thousand dollars that's what he said two thousand dollars is socialism for rich people what fucking rich people because the rich people have gotten half a trillion dollars richer thanks to you and the republican freaking gop tax scam McConnell, okay, this is the article, Politico, uh, Burgess Everett and Quint Forgey. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who, I mean, come on, how old is Mitch McConnell? What is this shit? How much more will we have to endure this fucker? He's 78? Come on already. Universe? Father Time? Where the fuck are you? What? Why? It's decent people. We have to hear the, we've got to read the obituaries of decent people. But never Mitch McConnell, though. He keeps going and like Dick Cheney on, with somebody else's heart. Um, okay. Mitch McConnell dubbed the effort to increase direct payments to $2,000 Socialism for rich people, eliciting an incredulous, of course, reaction from Bernie Sanders as the GOP Senate continued to decline to take up the matter. So, oh no, um, they know they're full of shit. You understand? He might as well say it's uh, uh, just pull some other excuse out of his ass. It's social. Oh, it's uh, fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage or something. It's, it's just put some. It's just couch it in whatever bullshit du jour. You see, he knows he's full of shit. That's what it's. That's what's so infuriating. He knows he's an evil scumbag, and he enjoys that. We saw that video from when he was uh, talking to the stupidest man in media, Sean Hannity, and he said uh, he was proud to block Barack Obama and us, the American people. He doesn't give a shit about democracy. So proud to put all these unqualified flunkies on the bench and prevent Obama from doing what we, the people, elected him in two landslide elections to do. And he was, ha, 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 like the goddamn crypt keeper. I mean, doesn't the crypt keeper need, um, need to go and retire? Mitch McConnell can take his place. The crypt keeper needs a nice, uh, home in Florida. And Mitch McConnell could host Tales from the Crypt. Ha, 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 
Oh, isn't he hilarious? You evil son of a bitch. So the article goes on. In his second consecutive day of attacks on the bill, what one fucking guy. Think about this. One scumbag who represents um, the amount of people that make up a small town on Staten Island. who is standing in the way of the millions of Americans who are suffering in this pandemic, looking around the world, saying, why the fuck is it, uh, are we on bread lines? Why are we the only country breaking out in bread lines? That's the thing, people. This is why they keep us divided. Do you think that, I, I'm sure, there the people on the bread lines, there are millions of Trumpanzees. Uh, I mean, there are millions of people on the bread lines. They're, it's epic. And you know that there are plenty of Trump dupes on that bread line, on the bread lines all over the place. But do you think they ask themselves, Why? Why is the United States the only country breaking out in bread lines? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Let me take this call. Let's see. Hello. Is this Ed? This is Ed the first. Now you should be able to hear me. Now, now I hear you. What happened the last time? I was wearing an earbud, uh -uh. but apparently there's a microphone only in one earbud. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably right. Ear. That's why you sounded like you were in I don't know a fishbowl, like three rooms away. Uh huh. Know? Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> well. Well, how are you Trouble doing? Said I could say happy, uh, uh, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Uh, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thank you. I was, I was one of your original uh, uh, Patreons I I know. Guess, a couple of years ago. I know that. I have the I have the, the window sticker. Okay, it's, great. It's with Fran, Fran, Francis. With Jr. little Francis. On it, right? Yes. Do you want any more? Uh, right. Would you like any more merch? You've been a long time subscriber. No, no, great. I, it's great. I what put about a, a kind of light behind it that lights up. What about a mug? Would you like a mug? Send me your address. <laughs> it's true. No, you, you should you should save it. No, <laughs> save it for what? We're all we can't take it with us. So, but I'm serious. Are you on Discord yeah. too, or uh, or did you join the Discord no. too? Why not? What the hell, man? Mm -hmm. I, I'm just there's, there's just too many, too many, many places to go. I guess. I know. Well, join yeah. Discord if you can. Just well, whatever. You don't have to do whatever, but it's a good way to well, anyway, get us you're, you're, get in you're, touch. You're honest, I've got this wonderful New York accent. I'm from Queens myself. Oh, really? Fact, right next to White Whitestone College, oh, Point, where nice. I grew up. Very oh, nice. Oh boy. Yes. And, uh, and uh, my father grew up where you are, the story. Okay. Yeah, I'm in Sunnyside. But I know Astoria well. Yeah, it's very yeah. close. And uh, and where are you I've now? I'm out in California. California, okay. Los Angeles, forty-two years though. Oh wow, good for you. First, nice I weather. Haven't, I haven't lost this lousy accent though. <laughs> Do people 
accuse you from being of being from New York when you're. They always it's did when I was in California. They were like, hey, "You're from New York." I I would just say, "Oh, can I get a light and sweet?" And they say, "Oh, New York." So <laughs> oh, I, I can't get away from it. I want to get a hero. <laughs> right. A need a right, right. Nice weather though. Well, yeah. At least in New in uh, California. Oh, it's seventy five degrees today. Mm, oh, you son great. of a bitch! <laughs> it's not that bad today, <sighs> but what are you doing for the new but year? Yeah, what am I doing? I, I'm I'm fostering two cats. Nice. Uh, the the uh, Dyson and Fester. Oh, very nice. See, if you were on Discord, you could post pictures. There's a uh, active pet channel on there. Yeah, that's what we need on here is a way to post pictures. Well, that's what I'm saying. Join the Discord, and then you can post pictures of your cats. You could see oh. people are posting. That's what we do. We post pictures. We share I articles. Know. I didn't we... know that. Yeah, yeah. It's great. You could. It's a good way to stay in touch in between the show. That's all. And you could put your, yeah, well, whatever you want to talk about. Then we get to know each other better. And well, I'll make you a trade uh, for a mug. I'll send you a couple of my book, 10 books that I have printed. What books? I've got 10 humor books in, in print. Books? Uh, humor books? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pudnam is my, my publisher. Oh, wow. Anyone that did Mark Twain, believe it or not. Very wonderful. <laughs> I, I find that amazing. That's amazing. You yeah, know, send them. Send me, go join Discord and then message me. Uh, you can message okay. privately and you can send me your address right. and I'll send you mine. All right. What about that? How do you think of that? Yeah, I'll trade, I'll trade you for about, I'll send you some books. That's very nice. I'd love okay. to see them and we can, yeah, discuss them. That's great. Wonderful. Thank you so much, All Ed. Right. And did you have well, anything else you, you wanted have, to uh, say or do you have anything? You just want to say hi. Well, you opened the phone line. No, so I, I know. I'm glad you I called. I'm break, break the ice. No, I'm very glad you called. That's what I'm asking. Did you have? Did you want to say anything in particular, or just say hello? That's all. I'm not. No pressure. I'm sure. just. I'm very grateful that you called. Just, Thank you. I, I was just. I was just sorry to see you never got people to call. The, the <laughs> I know. Years. Well, I don't always have the phones open, and then. As the show grows, we'll we'll have the I you know I mean it'll be interesting. I've wondered what would happen. Well, when we get a right winger calling, which might be fun to have oh, an argument, God. but I would I would have an argument. It might be hey, fun. I'm so old. I I remember Joe Pine. You know those days. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll 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 shove a razor blade down your throat. Who is that? I don't know what you're talking about. Joe Pine. Who's that? Yeah, he, it was a guy with a wooden leg, a real right winger. Had oh, people call in, and he oh. would. Uh, I'm looking at Wally him up. George and all those guys. I've heard uh, of Wally George. That's uh, he's who's that? Yeah. Let's see, Wally George. Wally G E O R G E. Uh, Wally George, American conservative. Oh God. Radio and film t- yeah. commentator, calling himself father of combat TV. He was a fixture on Southern California television for three decades. Well, he's dead now. Mm-hmm. So, and who's the well, other they, one? They kind of pioneered all of that TV. Right. Uh, wow. Uh, right way goes stuff. Just being a douchebag on TV, like, and that that Rush Limbaugh picked up the baton. Yeah. Yes, that's wow. right. Wow, that's right. interesting. Was only, was only like a sportscaster before that. Right. 
Let's see. Joe Pine was an American radio and television show host who pioneered confrontational style with the host advocates a viewpoint and argues with guests and audience members. Well, that might be interesting. I oh. should look that up. I haven't seen. He was that. he was just amazing to watch. You know, I mean, I was you know I grew up in, I grew up in the right wing area of, of New York. There, uh, College Point was known as the White Harlem. Mm-hmm. Like nobody mm-hmm. of any other skin color. In, in right. College I'm seventy years old. I just Congratulations. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Good for you. Good. Seventy uh, years young. That's for sure. We need you. Right. <laughs> Keep kicking ass for seventy years. That's great. Yes. To be, you know, to be your young, your youngster. <laughs> I know. It's all relative. <laughs> I think it's almost true. everybody, everybody is very young to be actually. I guess. Right. It's yeah, all relative. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Yes, my pick, friend. Put on, put on somebody else. All Try right. To hear somebody else's voice. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Thank you so much, Ed, and uh, do that thing. Well, Call. thank you for, thank you for all you do. It, thank it's you. It's been very, very great to listen to you for, you, for the years. Mm, I appreciate that, and uh, we'll see yeah. you on Discord. Okay. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> all okay. right. Have all a good right. One. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Hello. Bye bye. Happy New Year. All right, guys, guys. So where was I? So thank you, Ed, for calling, and thank you, Patricia, for calling. It's nice to hear everybody's voice, isn't it? And remember, guys, that at 5 p.m., I am, I don't know about you, but if you're free, come on over to listen to HeadOn.Live because it's going to be a very special show today. All right. Oh, thank you, Patricia, for your super chat. So let me, let me, let's just say, thank you, Errol. Errol says, hi, Tara and RDT Daily Media. Good riddance to, to MAGA 2020. Absolutely. Ed the First. Thank you, Ed, who we just heard on the phone. Thank you for your super chat. Thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Richard writes, another great show, Tara. Thank you. You're too kind, really. And... Thank you, Jim. Again, another super chat. Always a super chat. That's why I'm saying every every show, Jim is there. And thank you, Patricia, for your super chat. Patricia writes, 2021, here we come. Thank you, chat and Tara. We made it through together. Exactly. Thank you. I have to say, I'm sincerely grateful to be getting to know everyone and that you join the chat and you reach out to me and we really are uh, building this community it's keeping it keeps me going it it gives me hope and i i don't know i just cannot thank you enough for all you do you are the early adopters of Tara Buster where the show is relatively young as you know and it's frustrating that we don't have millions of viewers but one day at a time we get there and we don't give up because what we're talking about we know that we have the solutions this is this is why unapologetic liberal talk is exactly what we need we need to and we need it not just to put the right wingers in their place but to push the Democrats, the the DLC, the corporate middle of the road Democrats to where we need to go. Because the Democrats and 
how I look at it is that they're reachable. Do you know what I mean? We, they're not lost causes. They're not Republicans. They're not the White Stone Republican Club. The dum-dums who, even after they give COVID and spread it to their fellow dum-dums and they get sick themselves, they can't, they don't learn from their mistakes. They don't, there's something fundamentally sick about that. But we, as far as the Democrats are concerned, they're reachable because the way I see it is that if you identify as a Democrat, that means you are already um, not, you know, you're not, uh, you're not a lost cause. You're, you're open to diversity. You're open to looking at yourself and evolving. You're open to um, fairness. You know, that's what I think. Not that there aren't some Democrats that are sick. This, that's the human condition. And Robin M., thank you for your super chat. Robin writes, see you 2020, and please, the door hits you with a good Lord split you. Absolutely. In fact, I, one time I was, uh, I looked this up. Let me see. Republican, well, can't. I have to say Republican. I don't say Republican anymore. I have to catch myself. Republican, Republican, Hmm, crooks. Let's see. Or serial killers. Serial killers. More than Democrats. I, I remember watching or seeing something about Democrats. The, the amount of Republican serial killers or... There are Democratic or those who identify as Democratic who were serial killers... <laughs> But there are um, not as many Republican. I mean, the Republican. You know what it is? It's like because it's like that um, that BTK killer. He was a big right winger. They were all fucking right winger. I mean, well, not all, but Ted Bundy. He worked for. Uh, in fact, they had uh, big big plans for Ted Bundy. He was. They thought he was an up and comer. He worked for the local Republican Party, and um, who else? Well, Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy. I think John Wayne Gacy was a Democrat, if I'm not wrong. Or he worked... Well, there was a picture of him with... Um, what's her name? Carter, Mrs. Carter. can't remember her first name. Let's see. But I remember seeing some article. I meant to save it about the how many how many republican serial killers and murderers and all that compared to democrats let's see well here's an interesting article i don't know it's just some article on the, it's from a site called the philadelphia tribune Rep coard republicans are a party of serial killers traitors and racists this is an uh, opinion piece. Evan Vucci? Who wrote this? When I use the word Republicans, I'm referring to the 73,000, or excuse me, 73,712,703 Trump cultists 
rapidly conspiring in his typhoid Mary-esque viral mass murder suicides and his audacious <laughs> treason and his clannish bigotry. At the outset, I should mention that I used the name D. Rumpf to properly identify him, and I often call him the fake orange president in the real White House. I call him Drumpf because that's his real surname. His paternal grandfather, Frederick Drumpf, immigrated to America in 1885 from Germany and later anglicized the family name. I often call him fake orange because no human being is naturally that color. And I often call him the fake president in the real White House because in 2016 he became the only person in American history to take office after losing the popular vote by nearly 3 million. Having said all that, allow me to say this. This article's headlines describes the current iteration of the Republican Party as a party of serial killers, traitors, and racists. And that's not being hyperbolic. You want proof? Here we go. Republicans are serial killers. As Bob Woodward disclosed in his book, Rage, Trump admitted to having known about an uh, epidemical lethality, uh, excuse me, about the epidemical lethality of COVID-19 over nine months ago. But in early, early February, maliciously or recklessly or both, he chose not to warn the American public since then, as of, well, at the time of this writing, there were 250,000 dead. Now it's over 350,000. That includes, wait, hold on. I'm going to take the screen. I'm going to take the phone number down because we're going to be winding up the show soon. Boom. All right. That includes Pennsylvania's 295,000, over 295,000 who tested positive and 9,000 who perished. Of course, this article is a few months old. To make matters worse, worse, the local Department of Health warns that there is a high risk of community transmission in this city. So, remember, this is from Philly. According to the data from John Hopkins, there were a hundred, well, excuse me, 1,707 COVID deaths in November alone, which means at that rate, the disease is killing at least one American every single minute. The Republican Church of Trump fanatically believes that COVID is a satanic hoax, that masks are sinful, and that their constitutional rights, um, are being invaded, that social distancing is ungodly blasphemy, and that being anti-science is a blessing from God and Noah's, in a Noah's Ark kind of way. And he is nearly 74 million congregants that are nothing more than political and religious fanatics committing 9-11 type homicides and suicides every single day. Yes, Really? For real? This guy, he's nailing it. Because what? We're losing a 9-11 amount of people every single day. And these efforts don't give a shit. There's something 
fundamentally sick about that. And it, why does it have to be even every uh, every day we're losing the 9-11? We're having a, another 9-11 event. It should, even if it was just one, we lost 3,000 people, period. That's 3,000 too many. They are so callous and selfish until, of course... They get it themselves. I hope that whole entire Republican, that Whitestone Republican Club, they need, I hope they all get it. Every single effing one of them. All of them. Especially that lady with that white hair who looked like a Karen if I ever saw her one. She needed the manager immediately. That's for sure. Here's another one. Well, this article continues. Republicans are traitors. This guy's a guy, he's uh, really a man after my own heart. A traitor is someone who commits treason, which is defined in Article 3, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution as follows. Treason shall consist in adhering to enemies by giving them aid and comfort. It, it is also defined in U.S. Code 18 U.S.C. Section 2381 as follows. Whoever, owing allegiance to one's own nation, adheres to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort, is guilty of treason. Well, somebody tell me how Twitler's not guilty of treason, doing everything that Putin had on his wish list. What about Michael Flynn? General, F you, General Flynn. General, He needs to be stripped of his commission. He's a traitor. They're all traitors. Vladimir Putin's Russia is a political, technological, and even military enemy of the United States. So is Kim Jong-un's North Korea. They both have sought and continue to seek, at best, the destabilization and, at worst, the destruction of American democracy. Despite that, Drumpf and his unpatriotic enablers traitorously refused to provide the new American presidential administration skillfully handed by headed, excuse me, skillfully headed by President-elect Joe Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. and Vice President-elect Kamala Devi Harris with the political, technological and military intelligence they need to make a smooth transition into defending this nation from Russia and North Korea and several other foreign enemies that Twitler identifies with. How is that not treason? You see? While in the middle of a pandemic, we're supposed to be passing the baton to another administration, and he's not briefing them. He's not allowing it to happen. This is... a um, if that's not trade, uh, a traitor, what the hell is? If I did something like that, forget it. That's the thing. Different rules. They could get away with everything, it seems. In particular, Trump traitorously refuses to comply with the Presidential Transition Act of 1963, which makes it unlawful to engage in any disruption occasioned by the transfer of executive power that could produce results detrimental to the safety and well-being of the United States and its people. That's what it says. 
How is he not engaging in that in the middle of this crisis that could produce results detrimental to the safety and well-being of the United States and its people? That sounds like the, the Republican agenda. That's their mission statement. That's their platform. You know, they didn't have a platform this year, but that was it. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. Furthermore, the PTA, meaning the Presidential Transition Act, establishes that the General Service Administration, GSA, must issue a letter of attainment before a new administration is provided with funding, office accommodations, and, federally, and federal agency access. Obviously, President-elect Vice President needs these provisions to protect and promote the interests of America. But Drumpf has asked the GSA administrator, Emily Murphy, I mean, this was a few months ago, a Republican not to issue that letter. In other words, all those enemies are being given aid and comfort, which the Constitution and federal statutes define as treason. Which in turn means Drumpf and his Republican Confederates are traitors. And, and the last little uh, part of this essay says Republicans are racists. Of course they are. I don't have enough time or space to explain to you what a horrifically racist person Drumpf is. So I'll just mention the following list. The KKK presidential endorsements in 2016 and 2020 the housing discrimination at his family's 39 apartment buildings in the 70s, the full-page newspaper ad calling for the death penalty of, for innocent black and brown boys known as the Central Park Five, the birtherism lie, the Nazis are very fine people, and the list goes on. The most recent outrageously racist Drumpf Republican incident was just a few days ago, well, on November 17th, when, on his behalf, two Republican members of the Wayne County Board of Canvassers, well, remember this, flagrant, I can't talk, flagrantly attempted in full public view while the whole world was watching to disenfranchise half a million black folks in Detroit by throwing out their ballots. Well, let's, we know the end of this story, so... That was in it. The, the article's from the Philadelphia Tribune by Michael Cord. And yeah, he's a man after my own heart. But we were talking about Mitch McConnell. Let's continue, because he said that giving the American people a $2,000 lifeline is socialism for the rich. I wonder if he really, if that's just a knee jerk bullshit that comes out of his mouth he he just it was just next in the queue and he spit it out when asked because it really doesn't make any sense but of course it distracts from the fact that republicans hate they hate the working class of this country and the working class of this country in a depression while the rich are getting richer by the second, while the rich added half a trillion to their wealth in the pandemic. This is the dream come true. 
So as I was saying, just like Trump kind of accelerated the decline and fall of the American Republic, we were headed in that direction anyway. Same thing with the pandemic. Just like the pandemic accelerated the the complete destruction of the American working class into the transformation of the American working class into the working poor, the more malleable and easily exploited working poor. That's always been the point of Republican policy. So they're $2,000. That's why $600, it's sort of like, eh, it's an insult. What are you going to do? It's not going to pay your back rent. There's no eviction. Oh, there's an eviction moratorium. There's not a rent moratorium. If there were, if this country cared whether people are going to get be kicked out of their homes or their apartments, they would pick up the rent. That's what would happen. And we could do that. Half a trillion dollars? Into the hands of people who'll never spend it in a million lifetimes while millions of Americans are on breadlines? And that's okay? And Mitch McConnell says $2,000 is socialism for the rich? And nobody is in front of Mitch McConnell's door or his house right now building a scaffold. Because that's when it's going to stop. Somebody starts, we need to build, just start building a scaffold. Where you hear the, you know, the, the, the hammers and the nails. Mitch McConnell and his Chinese spy wife look out the window. What's going on out there? All of a sudden, I don't know. They're building a scaffold. What's, what are they going to put on that scaffold? Uh, the, well, the French had a word for it. It was called the national razor. You don't have to use it. Just put it there. Build the scaffolding and then put the national razor on top. Uh, Mitch McConnell has, he's, he's bold, that's for sure. He's bold enough to say something like that because he knows that the American people are so divided and conquered that we are beaten. He beat us. That's right. If Mitch McConnell had any respect, if he feared the American people, in any way, shape, or form, that there would be a repercussions, he wouldn't have the nerve to say something like that. It's socialism for the rich. That goes to show you, he doesn't give a shit who's on a breadline, who loses their house, who can't I don't know, whatever, retire or go to a doc or take a day off when sick. That's not, that's incidental to him. Who cares? That is the dream come true for right-wingers. You understand? That is it. This is the goal. People on bread lines, they, they won't give a shit if there's bread lines or not. They like you nice and desperate. If you're on a bread line, that's only because it's the goodness of some people's hearts that created the bread line, that created the food pantries. No, that's not anything that Republicans are doing. They could give two shits. 
well, whatever. You're starving. If you're hungry, well, get to work. Take my pittance. Take my pee, yeah, pee on. Maybe I'll trickle on you in 30 years. Beg for another 30 years. Keep on begging. Keep on playing by the rules. Work hard and play by the rules. That's all you keep hearing from these freaks, right? We work hard and play by the rules. Well, you're, in their eyes, you're a sucker. Right? Working hard and playing by the rules. No, um, they don't work at all, and they make the rules. So that makes you a master of the universe. Everybody else is a sap to be exploited. And Mitch McConnell, he's laughing. He laughs at you. Because this is the goal. Making you nice and desperate and divided. And while these idiots are on the bread lines, not everybody's an idiot. I mean, I'm talking about the Trump and Z idiots who are on there complaining. I bet you right now there are Trump and Z's on a bread line complaining about, I don't know, immigrants or liberals. A dupe on a breadline who's wearing a MAGA hat. You better believe it. Saying, oh, these Democrats, these liberals, Trump 2020. You know that they're, they're on those breadlines. Oh, I hope Mitch McConnell doesn't allow Chuck Schumer... I, I hope Mitch McConnell stays as majority leader. You know those fuckers are on those bread lines. There's somebody like that saying those words. Pathetic. Blaming. Saying, uh, all lives matter. What do you mean black lives matter? All lives matter. You better believe it. Suckers are born every minute. Trump and Z's are living proof. And they have us so divided by design. We know we're beaten when a politician, somebody who is as scummy as Mitch McConnell, can, can say something like that. And yeah, he feels safe to go about his business without being molested by, or interrupted, not molested, you know, sexually, but spiritually, psychically, by, by outraged Americans that, who meet him wherever he goes. And like, uh, what's her face? Huckster B. Sanders, when she complained about, I couldn't even go eat after spending her days it like, kicking down on on minority groups du jour. She, we're supposed to all serve her and cook her meals. Not have can't we all just leave politics at the door? Can't we all just get along? No. Oh, they what's um what's her name? Ah, uh, said they always play. Who is that woman? She's a African American representative. She's she hates Trump. 
You know what I'm talking about. I can't. I could see her face. I can't remember her name, but she. They. Of course, she's a big. Uh, she's one of a, one of the favorites for right wingers to beat up on because she's black and she doesn't apologize for hating Trump. And I can't. What is her name? Maxine Waters. Yes. And when Maxine Waters said to confront them or wherever wherever they go confront them yeah and then the right wingers were like maxine waters is saying uh, she's a star stirring violence no if you walk around that's not about violence but if you walk around you expect to walk around in a, in a nice decent society and not be confronted for being a fascist racist prick then there's something wrong with you. It's our duty. It's the duty of patriots to say, um, you're a fascist. I don't really think that we want you to hang out in this uh, with decent people here. Take a hike. Because maybe the next time they, they there has to be social, there has to be some social re repercussions. Do you know what I mean? That's why human beings have shame. They feel shame. There's a community standard. We don't let people jerk off on the bus, right? Because it's a community standard. We, right? I mean, there's consequences. Same thing. If you walk around, if you spend your days ripping babies from the arms of their mothers, and then you expect to go out and have a nice meal, and I would say this country is sick if nobody goes over and says, you're disgusting, that would be a real sad state of affairs. But Mitch McConnell, this is the point. He's, he says something like that. He's one son of a bitch, one fucker, one traitor, one Nazi, one greed-centered ghoul, ghost of the Gilded Age who best needs, who needs to join the rest of his fascist cohorts in history's trash heap for once and for all. But he could say something like that. He could block the American people from, from a pittance. Same fucker who voted for the GOP tax scam and would do it again, who does nothing but undermine democracy at every turn. He gets to walk around. He has universal health care. He has retirement he could do whatever he wants. He doesn't care. He doesn't need to, somebody to trickle $2,000 on him. He's not on a breadline, and that's all that matters. The right people are being pleased. You're on a breadline? Eh. That makes you better for Republicans. They like it like that. They get to, they get to vilify you. They get to exploit you. And when you're on a breadline, you're too, too whatever. You're too tired. The poor are b busted. They're tired. They don't get involved in politics. That's what they like. They want you overworked. Where the only thing you can do in between your main hustle and your side hustle and your Uber gig on the weekends is maybe get a couple of hours of sleep. 
You're not showing up at their town halls. You're not going to go and confront them. Because you're exhausted. That's the goal here. You see, if there, for some reason, there were billionaires in need of something. Oh, Mitch McConnell. Oh, ho, ho, ho. The, he would grease the wheels uh, for, with his own, uh, I don't know, his own disgusting, with his wife's, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of something, but everything I'm coming up with is more vile, so I'm censoring myself. So, led by McConnell, many Republicans, cons, are saying the measure the House approved early this week delivers too much aid to six-figure earners. Oh, so a family, I think the cutoff is a family making $125,000 a year or something. So, that's too much. Too much trickling. You gotta, they're not desperate enough. They haven't been beaten yet enough. The House's bill would send checks to higher earners more than two previous rounds of di direct payments. Imagine, here's what the fucker said. A family of five with the parents earn 250000 a year and have not seen any income loss. First of all, I would have to double check what he's saying because they're liars. Senator Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi and Senator Sanders wants to send them $5,000 from Uncle Sam. Well, all that $5,000 is supposed to go into the hands of the few. $5,000. Mitch McConnell sent more than that. He sent that times a million to the 1% without, without blinking an eye and to his own fucking pockets. Sanders retorted that the bill virtually nothing, says the bill, virtually nothing goes to the very, very rich. The overwhelming majority of these funds go to the middle class, the working class, low-income people who, in the midst of the pandemic, are in desperate economic conditions. Well, desperate economic conditions is the point of the right-wing agenda. That's, that's, their, that's the point. So when you, when Bernie Sanders says it's desperate economic conditions that the American people are in des desperate economic conditions, Mitch McConnell gets a hard on. That's a substitute for Viagra for him. Trump has tweeted supportively of what the House did and some Senate Republicans. Support it. Well, we know the dumb, the fuckers, the crooks in Georgia now signed on to it. They're all for it because they know th they have to pander. Wait until they get back in to their cushy, phony baloney jobs where they can write the laws and insider trade. That's all they do. That's what Republicans do. They don't get into office to help during a pandemic to do their part to ensure that we all get through this pandemic alive and in good shape. No, they get into office to write the laws, to rig the laws, and to insider trade. 
How does anybody vote for these fuckers? And they will vote for them. Vile. Schumer joined an effort. Where the heck is it? Oh, I lost it. The stupid page flew, jumped to another point in the page. All right. In a Thursday morning interview on Fox and Friends, Graham assessed, if you had a standalone on the 2000 check, it might pass. Oh, fuck them. All right, I'm looking at the time. It's time to wrap up the show. There'll be more show. Today is Thursday. Tomorrow is New Year's Day. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you, Terry Taylor, for your super chat. Oh, look who it is. Right in time to say Happy New Year to everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Tara Jr. Jr. Hi, baby. How you doing? How are you doing? Say hello. Let's see. Can you say hello? Hi, baby. <laughs> Look at him. Look how cute he is. Can you say hello to everybody? Can you hear him purring? That's him purring. <laughs> He's very good for my blood pressure. My baby. All right. Guys, guys, guys. Remember, it's true. We're right. It was just Mitch McConnell agrees. We're on the right side of history. Just him saying that. Oh, it's socialism for the rich. He knows that socialism for the rich is abhorrent. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of humanity. We're on the right side of dignity, decency, democracy, and we will win. That is why we will win. But if we continue to fight, keep on fighting unapologetically, we claim, we, we're here to reclaim the mantle of patriotism that these right-wingers took unjustifiably. All right, where is the thing I'm looking for? The chat. Where is it? Oh, yeah, here it is. Again, I'm posting the link to head on, head on radio. And that's where I'm going right now after I make another cup of coffee. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Patricia. And thank you, Ed the First for calling in today it was really nice to hear your voices and thank you for all you all you do again errol thank you errol thank you ed the first and richard w and jim and patricia and robin m and terry taylor for your incredibly generous super chats we stick together we win that's a way of life it has to be and I'm very happy that we're fighting at the barricades. We're in this together. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much. I don't even know how to say. There's not words to say how much 
you all mean to me. And 2020, it's going to be very interesting. See in hell 2020, not 2020, 2021 is going to be very interesting. But see you in hell 2020. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you. I'll see you Saturday night. Happy New Year.